Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Great. Good to see you again. Yes, absolutely. Have you had a good week? So far, so good. Well, great. Fantastic. Me too. (laughs) So far, so wonderful. Especially that the days are getting longer. There's more sunshine. Yes. So it's warmer. Nice to look at the trees budding and the flowers coming up. Very, very nice time. Birds. It's amazing. My favorite time of year. I agree. Um, So it's probably a great time to talk about sleep. I love sleep. I know. And I get plenty of sleep. I know. I want to hear about this because I love sleep too, and I don't always get plenty of sleep. Um, so I think it's good to talk about. And you know, most people think of sleep as being, well, I'm tired of going to bed. Right. But they don't realize it's one of the top principles of good health. The t- For sure. I mean, I put it right up there with diet and exercise. Oh, absolutely. And no one ever talks we about it. We need to rest and, and recover and, and recharge and get our ba- batteries back to a being able to continue what we want to do the next day or the, the next week. People don't understand, I think, how um, instrumental a sleep is on your mental health, your immune system and resiliency. Absolutely. Your uh, ability to handle stress. Exactly. Your ability to process foods and, meta- and digest foods and all those things. Everything. It, it, it affects everything. And we need eight to nine hours of sleep. Right. And I think um, I actually wrote a blog on this a while back and... Um, it was basically that 50 years ago, we, we get about an hour and a half to two hours less sleep than we did 50 years ago. Oh, I believe that. And I think that's profound because we haven't changed as mammals. We are the same human beings as we were right. 50 years ago, right. but we're just trying to squeeze so much more into our days. And I think that the population is suffering because of that. But I think technology makes us stay up longer. We can watch more TV. We can watch more computers. We can watch more screens. Right. We have more games to play. Social media. Uh, there's so much out there. So that we can take up our time that we don't even think about wanting to go to sleep. Right. And one of the bad things I find that most people that, oh, I can't sleep. So I get up and they watch TV. Right. Or they, I, I know people that sit in bed and look at their iPads or their iPhones. A, a lot. Everyone. And we need darkness. Darkness. And even if you don't sleep, we need darkness. It, right. It's better to lay in bed and, and try t- to find a way to go to sleep. Right. Or just lay there and, hey, you could think. You can imagine, you can dream, you can do all the things you want to do in darkness. We need darkness. Right. Or I think another thing, like what I'll do sometimes if if I have a middle of the night awakening and I'm not falling asleep after about 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes I'll get up and I'll sit on a chair in a dark room. So I'll, I won't use any light because usually you can see enough with the moonlight and things like that. And I'll just go and sit in the chair, change, change my situation a little bit, sit there for 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm usually able to fall back to sleep again. Yeah, in fact, it's a good time for prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for meditation. Yep, yep. It's a good time just to collect your thoughts. Right. And, and your goals and your dreams yes. and everything else. But yes. It, darkness, actually, well, in fact, if we open up, I mean, if we just turn on a light, it changes our chemistry. Right. Even if it's just for a few seconds, even some people that go into the bathroom through the night, right. they flick on a light. Right. I, I have my house, so you can go through the whole place. Well, I think everybody should do the same thing in their house. They know where they're going. Yeah. I mean, you don't need lights on to go through your house. Right. If you do, something's wrong. But so. most people don't live like that. I mean, most people, if you look around, they have, you know, their trees outside are lit up uh, until midnight. You know, their their house is lit up. They have 
lights on throughout the house all night long, night lights, and they don't realize how much it's disturbing their chemistry and their hormones. Right. Well, I have I have all my lights on outside all night. I love lights on outside. Do you really? Yeah, but not inside. Okay. So they don't affect me, and I have everything darkened that's in the house um, because really our body really works on a on a light dark um, system. Right. Uh, so we need uh, to change the system. Be a caveman at, at dark. Where did, where did they go? They went to bed. Right. Um, then, then as we started prolonging daytime. they Artificially. Yeah, artificial. Well, they did it with fire. Mm-hmm. So that gave them a little bit more time through mm-hmm. the night. And then artificial lighting. You know, TVs, artificial lighting. Uh, our whole chemistry changed. And really, we should be going to bed at dark. Yes. Well, and I, I find it amazing because I actually test people's hormones a lot. And so I'll do cortisol testing, melatonin testing. And you can actually see the people who are who are exposed to too much light and they aren't honoring their circadian rhythms will have cortisol curves that are completely whacked out during the day. You right. know, it's supposed to be high in the morning and then it goes down throughout the day until they go to bed. It's nice and low. And these people will have, you know, either really high cortisol in the evening or just a flat curve all day long and they're just super exhausted. And one of the first things I tell them um, obviously other than eating healthy and exercising and trying to cut down their stress is you need to sleep and you need to sleep at the right time. Right. And they need to get a, a way to get to sleep. They, right. Um, no TVs in the room. Right. What, when did you first start sleeping better or thinking about sleep as a hack for your health? Um, I was always a very, very good sleeper. I never have a problem sleeping. I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep standing up. I can sleep on an airplane. Lucky. I don't have any problems sleeping. In fact, I, I once traveled to a, um, another state to do some work, and a lady came with me, and they, she was the first time flying. They said, don't worry about it. Terry's been flying all his life. He'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. And she came back. She says, are you kidding? We were on the plane for five minutes, and he was sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. Lucky man. I, I love like that. that sound. You know, we, we raise our kids when they fuss or must at night. We turn on the vacuum. The vacuum cleaner has a nice sound, and it makes you feel so... In fact, I still love the vacuum cleaner that's running. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it really, truly. But that's why I like planes. I like the drone of the noise. Right. And that puts me to sleep. Right. I, I love the sound of a, a jet or the sound of a prop plane. So you never had a time in your life where you were not sleeping no, enough? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I obviously have been an emergency medicine doctor, so I had years of life where I was either doing shift work or you know, working a couple days in a row without going home. That throws you all oh, off. Shift work just, is terrible. And, um, you know, after doing that for a few years, that's when I first had my um, episode of depression. And, Part and, of it. And looking back, I realized that's, that's, that was one of the things that helped me realize, you know, like I don't really have a neurotransmitter problem in my brain. I have a lack of sleep problem. Um, and it was just, it was just such a pivotal experience for me and such a, a life-changing experience for me to realize that, Things such as sleep and diet and exercise and things like that can completely affect your brain chemistry and actually cause a depression. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they taught us in medical school that you can, if you sleep deprive someone for long enough, you can actually put them into a state of psychosis. You know, like someone like, you could actually make them almost schizophrenic where they're having psychotic episodes and hallucinations and completely incapacitated psychologically. Right. So you can take over the mind if you, uh, you know, take them away from sleep, deprive them of sleep. Right. Um, sometimes that's been done in a, in a torture episode. Right, right. Well, and I think like asleep. I think the other people, thing people don't realize is, you know, <clears throat> if obviously it's super helpful for mental health, but also like if your body feels sluggish or tired, if you're getting a lot of infections, um, if you don't 
if you're not if you're if you're not able to lose weight, it might just be that you're not sleeping because right. it's affecting all your hormones, your cortisol, absolutely, your um, hunger hormones. Like it, it just goes on and on. We could talk about this for I a agree. year. Um, so what are some of the things that you do to get your best sleep? I mean, it sounds like you can just sleep no matter what, but are there a couple things that you do rhythmically and ritually in your life? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do a few things that maybe contribute to it that, right. that I don't really do it for that reason. Uh, I take melatonin every night before okay. I go to bed. So that's something. Yes. But I don't do it because I need it to go to sleep. I, I think health. people don't really appreciate melatonin. I agree. Melatonin is a, it's not a hormone. Actually, it's a molecule. Uh, it doesn't have the same behavior as a hormone. So there's a lot of researchers that have been out there for 30, 35 years. Dr. Richter is one at the University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, he said it, it's not because melatonin is found in every food, every algae, every fungus, every mushroom. Everything that lives has melatonin. And that's not a hormone. A hormone is secreted from one gland. Gland. You don't find thyroxin in food, right? but you find melatonin in food. I'm going to have to research this a little bit because I always thought of it as a hormone. Yeah, well, many, many people do. Yeah. But from the real top researchers that have been researching melatonin for a long, long time, um, it's, not, it's not satisfying the behavior of a hormone. Okay. Um, although it's secreted from the pineal gland in the brain. Right. Uh, it can be found. In fact, two of the highest sources of melatonin are walnuts and tart cherry. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's everywhere. They found it goes back to billions of years where it's been in every cell of every animal, every fish, every food, every plant. Uh, so that doesn't satisfy what a hormone is. Hormone is, you know, you've got, um, you've got DHEA secreted from the adrenal glands that you don't find DHEA in food. You don't right. find thyroxin in food. Right. All these things are not found in food. So, and I think, you know, our, our natural production of, so you can get it from external sources, but obviously most of it comes from our natural production in our bodies. And uh, it's affected, it, diminishes, it diminishes a lot over time. It diminishes over time, but it also diminishes by all these lights that we're Absolutely. That's to. why the light is a direct inhibitor of your melatonin production. Right. That's why melatonin, in fact, there's been over 28,000 studies on melatonin, not only just for sleep, but for cancer prevention, mm -hmm. COVID-19 prevention and Digestive treatment health. and uh, everything. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's like the most controlling uh, molecule of in, of our entire function of our body. Yeah, and I actually take melatonin too. One thing I do with melatonin is I take the quick acting form, and then I also take the extended acting form. So that's that's perfect together, so that um, I get a, a steady state throughout the night. Right, because melatonin only lasts in the body about thirty five mm -hmm. to forty five minutes. It's really short. Yeah, very short. So a lot of people come in, they're like, "Oh, I've tried melatonin, but." I'm still getting up between one and three in the morning. Yep. And that's where the extended, I have to educate yep. them on the extended yep. release. Sustained so release is the best type. Um, is there anything else you do other than you need to get rid of your lights outside your house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like lights outside. I know, I know. It's so funny. I, I insist on complete blackness and my husband thinks I'm a little nutty for that. No, I think I do a lot of darkness. I, I, I think a lot in darkness. Uh, there, I have very rarely a light out in the house. Um, in the dark time. Right. Um, I sit in the dark most of the time, even if I'm... Oh, so your household inside is pretty dark? Oh, yeah. After the sun oh, sets? Oh, yeah, I turn off every light in the house. Even in December? Every time. Really? Oh, yep. Yep. So how do you walk around the house in December at 4.30 when it turns dark then? I know my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know funny. where I want to go. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so any other things you do? So what do you do for the hour or two before you go to bed every night? What do I do? Mm -hmm. I'm, um, I'm kind of leading you into some answers here because I... 
I think you probably do a lot of things that are important for sleep that most people actually would have to like intentionally do, but you just naturally do them. I do a lot of goal setting mm-hmm. before bedtime. I think of what my life is, where I want to go. I think of my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we spend enough time doing that. No. Uh, we spend more time thinking about what we want to wear and what we want to eat than what we want to, where we want to go in life. Right. Um, and if you have a real dedicated purpose in life, you want to make that really a reality. Right. It so I do your... spend a lot of time just contemplating, goal setting, uh, even recall, uh, you know, what was my day like and just thinking about life. So you're not on the TV watching Netflix. Uh, uh, never watch, I never have watched Netflix ever. Checking emails. Uh, not checking not emails. A ton. That's I mean, done all day. So I, don't, that, I mean, that's what you walk around. I mean, have you ever taken a walk at night and looked into people's homes and actually see what people are doing? And it's all TV. Oh, lights. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, that it's just such a such a natural part of our society and people don't realize how much is affecting their health. But, you know, here's another thing, too, that I think people miss is they take melatonin at the wrong time. Um, they may step to midnight or two o'clock in the morning. Right. And they take a melatonin before they go to bed. It's way, 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 way too late. Right. Melatonin is secreted. At, as light diminishes mm-hmm. at dusk. So when you have sunset. So 439. Uh, yep. You should take it really early, mm-hmm. uh, not late. And people that say I take an hour before bedtime, that's okay if you want to sleep to some degree. Right. But it doesn't give you all the health benefits of melatonin. Well, and I think that's another important concept with sleep is, and this is what I share with my patients a lot, is that, you know, we're mammals and we have this circadian rhythm and you can't change that circadian rhythm like it's connected to the stars the moon like it's all connected and so when as humans we come in and we try to just force our way into this different rhythm of life right it's not going to work right so the more that we can honor that natural rhythm of life the better we're going to feel right which is a real struggle for shift workers it's a real struggle for busy parents who are up late at night with their kids but the kids shouldn't be up late either there are more prostate cancer in patients and more breast cancer in patients that stay up late at mm-hmm. night and that are on shift work. For sure. Yeah. Shorter life expectancy, yes, more cancer. Abs- absolutely. Um, and so so the more you mm. can actually look and say, okay, what is what is life's natural rhythm like and how can I mimic that in my own patterns, the better you're going to feel. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my goal this year is to write nine books. <laughs> and uh, I've got four books done this year so that's far. That's incredible. And that's what I do sometimes in the dark. Mm-hmm. I don't write in the dark, but I think about what are my, what's my outline? What do I want to accomplish in my book? What mm-hmm. am I trying to say in my book? Right. In fact, I wish I could hardwire my brain to some way that it would dictate my my message in my brain because I can think better than I can write better. Oh. So I think, oh, that was perfect. Right. Now, what did I say? I forgot what I said. Right. Um, so I wrote a book on melatonin and it's just about ready to be published and it should be out in the next, you know, next, Excellent. next month. Excellent. Yeah, so I mean, I think, and one of the things... I'd like to share with the audience some things they could do. So if they're listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, my, my sleep is way off. So first of all, do you get at least at least seven to nine hours of sleep? Seven minimum. Seven is minimum. And that's, most people shouldn't do seven. And there's going to be a few people who are outliers who can get six and be fine, but that is way, way an outlier. So do you get at least seven, hopefully eight or nine is best. Second of all, um, are you sleeping mostly through the night? So you should be able to go to bed and maybe you get up to go to the bathroom, but mostly you're not tossing and turning. <clears> you're just sleeping peacefully. And then third, when you wake up, do you feel fairly refreshed and rested? You know, you don't have to feel like superwoman or superman every time you wake up, but do you feel a little bit like a pep in your step and you're productive and you want to get things done? And if not, you probably have 
there obviously could be other things wrong with your health, but you probably have a sleep problem. And then, and then what can you do to get, what can you do to change that? And I, you know, just say, start by honoring your rhythms. Think about what you do in those hour or two before you go to bed. And this is what I was trying to like get out of you a little bit before is you naturally have a ritual every night that you don't even think about because it's so baked into you that you just do it. But most people have to literally like intentionally change their ritual at night. So they have to like start dimming their lights. Big deal. Most people don't dim their lights. Like the whole house is lit up till the second they fall asleep. So start dimming your lights. Stop watching TV shows late at night. Stop um, scrolling your Facebook or your social media late at night, which I'm totally guilty of. Um, Start like, don't talk about stressful stuff with your spouse or your loved ones. Don't talk about finances, you know, an hour before you want to go to bed. You know, and then start like, you know, cooling the bedroom down, um, drinking maybe some calming tea, taking some melatonin. Like there's so many different things you can do to hack into your own sleep health. Right. Um, but it's just, it, the first step is always awareness is like, look at yourself and be like, how do I feel every day? If I don't feel good is part of the problem. I sleep. And right. I would say for the majority of Americans, it is, you know, there's a few things too, like tea wise, lavender, mm-hmm. uh, lemon balm, or otherwise known as Melissa. Mm-hmm. There are some very, very calming herbs that people can look into for helping them to sleep. Uh, they can also take them in soft gel capsules to make sure if they don't like to take a tea before bedtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other things to do to really help calm the body so that rest comes on or sleep comes on better. Mm-hmm. And I've, I found a, a remedy that I've stumbled on and I've given my recipe to a, a lot of people and never has it failed. For those people that get up uh, or, or, you know, they wake up like two in the morning mm-hmm. and they roll and they toss and they roll and they toss and they can't get back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't try to roll and toss. Just get up and have yourself prepared. Maybe you won't even have to turn a light on. You right. can go through the dark. Mm-hmm. But all you need is some food. And oh, I, a little because bit Because the blood sugar level has dropped. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I put them on protein and fat. I have them do a slice of cheese with a, maybe a tablespoon of nut butter. Um, they go back, they back they're sleeping before they get back to bed. <laughs> it works. It's fantastic. That is actually a really good idea. Because the blood sugar level skyrockets after, because right. they probably sat there and ate chips. They probably ate a lot of sugar, wine, or or, or they have you know, wine, right? And or they why otherwise they haven't eaten since five o'clock, mm-hmm. six o'clock, seven o'clock, and now two in the morning. I I need something to eat because I've been eating nothing but carbohydrates and sugar. Mm-hmm. And my blood sugar level spikes, and now it's crashing, and that's when most people have an asthmatic attack or they have allergies through mm-hmm. the night. And I have them get up and use a little cheese, a little it's a little protein and fat. Nut butters are protein and fat. They go back to sleep in no time at all. They don't even have to think about it. That's a really good idea. And I think a lot of people are onto the whole fasting thing where they're fasting, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day. I think that's fabulous for some people for health. Um, but I share with a lot of my patients, it really, it really just depends. You might be someone who needs to have a little bolus of calories in that fasting period. I'm in there too. Right. I can't fast. You can't? No, no and I, I actually, I can't <clears throat> either. It was interesting when I tried to fast for a while, um, I would, when I would finally eat my first meal, I was incapacitated. All the blood would go to my gut. I could hardly think. <laughs> so I was, I'd be in clinic and I would, I would eat my first meal of the day at, you know, noon. And then I was, I was, I had a brain fog in my body and I was like, nope, I don't think fasting is for me. But I think yeah. for some people it does work. Some really do well. well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some do well. I don't think a, a, a long fast is good. Some no. people, I've, I've seen people go on a 30, 40 no. day fast. That, to me, that is not, that's starvation. No, thank you. So then your body tries to hang on to everything it possibly can, right. including the fat. So what, I don't know if that gains anything. Maybe, maybe like say you had dinner, uh, the, the uh, say Monday night, and then you eat dinner on Tuesday night. 
that's a nice way to have a fast, but if you, then you should do that every week. Right. I agree. I totally agree. Um, what are your thoughts on dreaming and that time when you're sleep, between when you sleep and when you're awake where you can experience some, you've already alluded to this a little bit, but that creative time. Well, that's where the melatonin comes in. Since I've used melatonin and I have a much more vivid dreams, uh-huh. I recall my dreams. I never, I never thought I dreamed mm-hmm. because I never recalled anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure everybody dreams. Right. Um, but since I started the melatonin, that's when my dreams really came very vivid, um, very calm and relaxing. There mm-hmm. was nothing, there was nothing like some people get nightmares right. or screaming dreams or something. Uh, all were very productive dreams and I could recall them very vivid in the morning. Do you, and do you ever find that that when you allow yourself to sleep and then you gradually, gently get yourself out of sleep and you sit for a while that you actually come up with really good ideas and plans and it's your creative time? Or When I get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. No, I, I have so many things I want to... Yeah. <laughs> I, I get up and I'm gone. You're gone. Okay, so it sounds like you do that mm. more at nighttime. I think my point is, is that um, another cool thing I think about sleep is that like I was hardwired to be, you know, just go hard until I crashed at night and then wake up and then hit the ground running. Literally, that's what I did for 10 years of my life is I literally would get out of bed, put on my running clothes and run six miles. And then when I realized that there's that that time in between sleeping and waking, whether it's when you first go to bed or in the morning, it can be a really um, healing for your brain. It can be really a time where you have good ideas and you're creative, you set your goals, which it sounds like you do that more at nighttime. Right. Um, but I think it's a really powerful time that as Americans, we're so, we're such chargers. We're such like get or done people, but we don't realize that sometimes in the rest is when we actually gain the most. Right. Um, I do my best at night mm-hmm. for thinking and I don't necessarily do that in bed because when I get in bed, I'm You're out. I, I'm out. Right. Uh, it takes me about a minute and a half to go to sleep. Uh, but I, when I sit comfortably in, in the den or the living room or someplace mm-hmm. in the dark, um, and I think, Hey, where am I going? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What do I want to what do I want to do before I leave this world? Well, I think it's interesting because you do yours at night. I do mine in the morning, probably just for the sake that I have little kids at home and yep. we're doing tuck in and all that kind of stuff. They'll they'll work. Um, but I think it, the main point is if you're give yourself that time, give yourself that downtime, honor your sleep, realize it's a it's a really powerful period of recharging, resetting, absolutely strengthening your body, strengthening your mind, your spirit, the whole thing. And maybe use the melatonin on top yeah. of it. <laughs> I, I would highly recommend melatonin. Not just from the fact that what it does for your sleep, but we all need melatonin mm-hmm. every day. Right. And as we get older, in fact, the highest levels of melatonin are found in one-year-old and three-year-olds. Interesting. And then it starts diminishing. But 40 years on, there probably, probably has nothing left uh, from our pineal gland. Wait, well, you you mentioned a couple, just a, I guess probably a like tie it all together. You mentioned um, lavender, holy basil, Melissa. melatonin. Um, what do you think about things like kava kava, valerian root? Kava kava is a stimulant. So, are you not a fan of kava kava? Oh no, I one... love it. I love it for different reasons. Okay, but not for sleep. Okay, but um, and 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 valerian. Uh, I it's uh, you know not a lot of people do well on on valerian. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I found the same thing. Yeah, but they don't do very well. Chamomile. Chamomile is great. Yep. Um, what are the other ones? But you know, the lavender is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also for stress reduction. What do you but, think about adaptogenic herbs for improving your sleep? Oh yes, absolutely. Thing, Most right? of the ashwagandha, mm-hmm. rhodiola, mm-hmm. um, and agrathis. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all great, wonderful plants for 
helping you sleep better. Yeah. So I think, I think you can, there's so many different adjuncts you can use to help improve your sleep. And it's just, like I said, start with checking into yourself and ask yourself if you sleep well or not. And if one doesn't work, try another one yes. because we are all different mm-hmm. and we all respond differently as well. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, here's to happy sleeping. Hey, happy sleeping to you. I hope everybody else out there has a better night's Same. sleep too. Same. It's great when you feel good. When you wake up, wake up in the morning and you feel so glorious because you had a good night's glorious sleep. Glorious is the right word. Absolutely. I, I often, when I get sleep, really good sleep for a while, I often feel like I've been given a drug. Yeah. Like a happy drug. I'm like, this is just <laughs> incredible. I feel so good. And I look back and I'm like, oh, I, just, I was just sleeping. <laughs> so I, love it. I would I love try it, it on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.